So everybody's doing good today. Good, good, good. Is everybody ready for the holiday season? Someone said to get it over with. Man, like the Grinch over there. That's it? Nobody wants to talk? No? No one likes the holiday season? Come on, we're a family. You enjoy it? As long as you don't have to what? All the cooking, right? Tell me about it. i got to do everything. I am not going to lie. So, I, uh, so, last night, my wife's like, we got to run to the store real quick. And she puts this little cheese face on, like this. Like, I know it's something, something else is coming with it. And we get there. She's like, I got to go somewhere else. They didn't have what I needed. I'm like, okay, great. I was like, I got to make a stop, too. No, that wasn't in the plans. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So she stops at 15 different stores and gets every Christmas light, little decoration thing that you could possibly find and she's like so I was thinking that when we get home we can hang the lights and I was like you were thinking huh and if I can be completely honest she hung every single light I mean decorated everything I mean everything And I played video games with my son. (laughs) I am telling on myself, I am not playing right now. I told her, I was like, I'm not hanging. I just hung these lights. I'm not hanging Christmas lights today. But she's the real MVP. So we're in the playbook. Towards the the end of the uh, the last message, I started to talk about conditioning and, you know, coming together and, uh, I just wanted to wrap this series up with uh, calling it Huddle Up. And if you've ever, uh, you ever played sports, you ever been on a team, you ever been around it, you, what do you do? You join together and you huddle up, right? And, and normally, uh, normally in huddling up is you're coming together, you're getting to make a, uh, really a game plan of, in that situation, the next play, whatever, whatever you've prepared for to advance forward down the field, you, uh, you, know, you huddle up, you come together, you get on the same page with everybody. And uh, I really feel it in my heart that coming into this new year that as a church, we need to start coming together and uh, spending more time with one another so when we go outside of these four walls, you know, we're in sync, we have a game plan, and we're really uh, making an impact in our community. But, but to do that, we, we do have to start coming together. There has to start being a, a maturity and a, uh, a commitment to one another. And uh, I'm just super excited about this. So go ahead to the first slide. Oh, he's already on it. So this is a, a picture from 1892. Paul Hubbard, has anybody ever heard of him? Not a single person. But you all know what huddle up means, thanks to this guy. So, 
This is the, the first, uh, I guess, you can, Phil's not here to fact check me, so I can just run all day long with this. So, this is the, the first, like, record, I guess, of, of when the huddle officially started, if you search it out. Because I was curious, I'm like, when did that start? Why did it start? But the reason it started is actually pretty cool. So, the quarterback, he was deaf, so he couldn't hear. So, to do sign language... He, he didn't want the other teams to be able to read the play that he was calling, so he gathered them all around so he could tell everybody. I thought that was super interesting. So that's just a fun fact to, about where the huddle uh, originated. And then, like previous uh, messages, I always throw in a couple uh, quotes, sports quotes, because I enjoy them. Go to the next slide, please. Teamwork makes the... Teamwork makes the dream work. There we go. How true is that? I don't know why you're shaking your head. You want to do everything by yourself. <laughs> I'm just picking on my wife for a minute. No, but uh, it's super true. So to function as a body, um, we're going to talk more about this. You know, there's different members. And, you know, to really be effective as a team, we got to start coming together and understanding this. Go to the next slide. Now, this is my man, Phil Jackson. He said, good teams become great ones when the members trust each other enough to surrender the me for the, the me for the we. I really like that because, guys, the more that we get into this and start to understanding uh, all of this, we, we do know that it's bigger than us, correct? It's not all about, it's not all about me. It's about we. Because we are, are going to be able to impact on a bigger scale, and we were never meant to do, do this all by ourselves. So that was, uh, and I got another Phil Jackson quote. The strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. It is super good, right? And I know these aren't biblical, so don't beat me up, but these are just good... Uh, I just find it neat to, to join as a team to go with the playbook. And go to the next one, please. Teamwork is the fuel that allows common people to produce uncommon results. That's pretty much our taking unlikely people and, and using it. That's our, uh, as City Reach, that's our motto. That's what we do. That's what we want to build up here. Um, so, I want us to to grasp the huddle up concept as a church going into the new year so the first thing that uh i want to go into if you'll go to the next slide is we are positioned in unity do you guys do you guys know that do you understand that and if not it's okay we're going to learn about it today there's phil he just came in late you missed the fact checking part bro um, so go to the first slide. We're going to go to first Corinthians 12, 13. So starting in verse 13, for we were, okay. So for, for, for we were three baptized by one spirit. So for we were all baptized by one spirit. So as for 
where, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we're all given the Spirit to what? To drink. So that right there sums up, I want you to, to not think about uh, denominations or anything. This is for everybody who believes. Everybody. This, this throws us all to the same pot, to the same understanding. It unifies us as one outside of all denominations, religious practices, whatever you want to call. This right here tells us that if we are a believer in Jesus and, and who he is and what was done for us, that we all are summed up in this. Is there anybody here who hasn't uh, accepted Jesus into their life? Everyone's like, in the middle of service, you're going to say, come on. So, who, okay, uh, better question. Who all here has accepted him as your Savior? Great. So this message is for everybody. Um, so we got that out of the way. Because unity, guys, is what's going to make an impact. It's great for, for one person, but how uh, when we read the Word, a lot of the New Testament talks so much about the church unifying, coming together. A unity is really preached and encouraged a lot in the New Testament because it's a, it's a big deal, right? We have to understand that He died for us and all that, but the reason He died for us, and we're going to get into to some of that, but unity is the key. We were not meant to do this alone, and we are not going to be able to impact a city of, of tons of people who haven't heard the message, who haven't heard the gospel, who haven't had an opportunity to receive it if we don't start to, as a church, not just come in to keep receiving, but come in to be able to receive, then release it back out. Like, we have to start to understand this, church. So... Let's go, uh, let's go ahead, uh, skip down, whoa, was that me? What? I like hit that, and I was like, whoa. Um, so, will you skip the next two slides? I kind of duplicated them. Uh, there you go, good job. So, as we all understand, we're unified, right? We just established that, because we believe and that unifies us and puts us all into one category. Um, now, what we're going to go into is that we are on the same team, but we play different positions. Okay, does that make sense? Same team, different positions. I want to go ahead and uh, I'm going to start reading this. And forgive me because some of this, how they clumped it in. It's, it's user error, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so it's a lot of reading, but just bear with me. So 1 Corinthians 12, starting in 12, we're going to read through 31. This is the message translation. I'm sorry uh, if you don't get down with that, but I do. And uh, I believe it speaks to the person who's, who's new into this. And then it also brings an understanding to the person who does already have an understanding, and it can speak to, to everyone across the board. So that's why I used it. So starting in verse 12, 
You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. I keep... He said, I got you. Um, I lost my place now. Uh, we each used to independently call our own shots. We used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. Next slide. 14. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's, it's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand, uh, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body. Would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like I, transparent and express, expressive, I don't deserve a place on the, hand, on the head. Would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? All ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. I just want to stop there for a, me- for a second, guys. And I don't know if you start to see what, uh, what this conclusion is drawn to because it's, it's about... The unity in the body and the diversity of the body. We have to start grasping the concept again. If I say I believe and I receive what he has for me, then you have to start believing there's more. I believe as a church what's happening is we're, we're coming in here and we're acknowledging, we're receiving, but we're missing the gap of releasing because we're not truly... There's a disconnect somewhere in there that we're not fully believing and partaking in both the death and the resurrection. You following me? Does that make sense? We're, we're, uh, we're going in. A pizza was paid for in full, and we're just taking half of it back out. Like, would you do that? Like, could you imagine paying for a pizza, going in, and then, like, half of it's missing? And you're just like, ah, it's okay, I'll just take it like that. No, you're not going to do that. So why are we only taking half of what's been done for us? Like, we're, we're, we're only we're taking half of it, and we're holding on to it. But what we're missing is that the, the real blessing in all of it is when it's released out. It's great to hold on to it. For a time, but when you start to learn to release it, your life's going to start changing in a huge way. And why I know that is because our church is going to be so filled up 
with people that are so on fire for him and to tell others about him, that it's, it's, it's going to be great. I'm telling you, because we're, we're not just now receiving, we're understanding, but then we've had that touch, because like I just said a minute ago, when I get that, feel that, that feeling of that song, and it does that thing inside of me, and I just want to jump or bounce or shout, it's because I've tasted the freedom, the love that he's done inside of my life. And I believe coming into this new year, this isn't a new year resolution. No, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not going to try to diet. I'm not into none of that stuff. But, but what I am into is really starting to come together as one. Unity, guys, is not just coming into this building every Sunday. It's not unity. I mean, you can call it unity. If, if I stand beside you, yeah, we're, we're, together. we're unified. No, we're not. If I don't know nothing about you, we can't be tied together. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep glad. <laughs> That's a sore subject this morning. Everyone's like, like it, it is that. Is the coffee on? Is it strong enough? Someone, someone's like, the coffee's not strong enough. I'm like, I played that game for a couple weeks. That was funny. Okay, we're going we're gonna to keep reading. So I'm going to go to 19. Yeah, there you go. But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. But I also want you to think about how... This keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. Man, that's so good. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body but a monster. (laughs) <laughs> y'all hearing this I feel like I'm getting church right here like I'm sorry I'm going to start sharing it releasing it but a body but a monster what we have is one body with many parts each its proper size and its proper place no part is more important on its own can you imagine I telling hand get lost I don't need you or head telling foot, you're, you're fired. Your job has been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic. And therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's a part of your own body, you are concerned with it. Uh, you are concerned with. It makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, higher or lower, you give it dignity and honor just as it is, without comparisons. And that's so good. If anyone, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full body, bodied hair? Huh? Not body hair, right? 
Go to the next slide. 25 through 26. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part, the parts we mention and the parts we don't, the parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into exuberance. Guys, are you guys getting this? I'm being for real. Because this this is going to be crucial to, to our body. You are the body. I really want you to leave here a little bit different today of understanding that you are a member of this body. And for us to start really growing and, and rapidly starting to see these miracles happen and such, we... We, we got to quit just coming in here and just doing this. Hey, yeah, he, I go to church with him. I, I see him. Yeah, I know you. Hey, yeah, I need healing. Pray for me. I need this. Pray for me. I need this. Guys, this is what this is for. But what I'm telling you as a body, when we start to understand and receive, now we're starting to release because this house can be built up to walk outside and impact the city because now you guys are at an understanding that this isn't about a platform, a microphone, or a stage. This is about all us understanding that we are one. That this hand might do this, this hand might do that. But we are joined together in understanding that we need one another to impact and do what God's really wanting to do on this earth. 27 to 31. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of the body does your part mean anything. Guys, this is, this is the part that, that I'm talking about. That Yes, we, we receive that he died for us. Yes, we understand these things. But if you're not taking your part of understanding that it's just more than you sitting on the sideline, you're okay with being uh, the water boy and guarding the water and never wanting to step into the game, then you've got to realize that the whole body is Like, I don't know how to say it in any other way that without all of us together joining, we're, we're not going to get to what God is, is really has for us because no matter how insignificant you think that you are, you are so important to this church, to this body, to this mission that he's called us on that we need to join together in here. That's unity. The unity is understanding that I look at you and I understand you and what you do in this part of this body. Because together, we have to operate and understand that. Right? As a team, let's do, let's do something fun. Nate, come here. Big Cat, come here. Babe, stand up. Come here. Fred, you can come here too, please. All right, stand right here. Turn, 
turn around and face them. Okay, when you're tall, I'm going to stand behind my wife. Uh, <laughs> so big cat's the wide receiver, right? There you go, you're going to run a post route. Okay, Nate is, uh, Nate's the pulling guard, right? Because he's going to run the route to receive the pass that I might throw to him or to Fred. So they play a part, right? You know your part. You're going out for a pass. Just go about 10 and uh, <laughs> uh, So Nate's going to pull because I need a blocker. It doesn't get started until she hikes the ball. So as a team, we all are in same uniform, right? Same uniform. But... When we go out with the same mindset to reach, that we're unified. When we go out with the same mindset of what we're called to do, which is to reach others and to know that it doesn't matter if you're a receiver, you're a pulling guard, you're a center, you're a great center, by the way, and you're a tight end, it doesn't matter. That's not what's important, guys. And we, we have got to get past the focus on what this is, or he is, or she is, or she isn't, and all that stuff, and understand that as a body, we're a team, and we're only going to move up the field if we're a team. Does that make sense? You guys are a part of the team. We have to start taking our position, getting in place, and getting prepared for the mission that he set on our hearts to do. And it isn't just to come here and, and sit in a chair every other week. It's to start making a difference in your life and choosing to accept your position and start to be a part of the team. All right, you guys can sit down. Thank you, guys. So you are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of the body do does your part mean anything? You are familiar with some of the parts that God has formed in his church, which is in his body. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers, those who pray in tongues. But it's obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ's church is a complete body and not a gigantic, undimensional part. It's not all apostle. Not all prophet, not all miracle workers, not all healer, not all prayer in tongues, not all interpreter of tongues. And yet, some of you keep competing for so-called important parts, but now I want to lay out a far better way for you. Guys, listen, I love everybody in here. But more than anything, I want to reach people. And to do that... We have to start making each other feel encouraged that you play a part that's important to us. I don't care what you do, you play a part in this body, and our 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 field is huge. It's a it's a huge field. And I, I'm not taking this out of context, but I want people to understand that yes, there's all these different members, but every single person in here, you have a role to play. You've been given a position. The sooner you take hold of that and you start coming in here with the understanding that you play a part, that you mean something, 
that's when you're going you're gonna to get on the other side of just saying, hey, can, can you pray with me? I'm dealing for something. And you're going to start coming in and being like, hey, what, what's my position? What, what? As a team, and this is a little off subject, but I was reading all over the place. And I was reading and uh, the thought process came of in Nehemiah, I believe it's chapter 4, when they're, re- when they're uh, going to rebuild. And, you know, what hit me about all this, all this is because I, what, I, what I want us to know coming in here is how important you guys are to me, to this church, and just to the body uh, of believers, if you believe, is that in a game, you play what? Defense and offense. And it was cool because what it made me think was it, it got to a point in that to build the wall because there's so many different uh, crazy things that were happening is that a certain part of the team started to play defense while the other team worked offense, if you will. And, and it's set up and it's separated so this team, so they could begin to do what they were doing, but also they could fight off the attacks that were coming against them. And what was so cool about that is that it made me think just about as a team, as a church, that, you know, if we really claim that we want this and we've, we've received this touch and we believe in the Messiah and everything that he's called us to do, that, that we would start having a heart to come in here to do whatever it takes. That if I have to, if I got to play defense, I'm an offensive player, I'll use, I'm not playing but if I got to play defense and my offense can do something, that's what I'm willing to do to push forward and advance the kingdom. If I, if I come in with a heart that says, I will do whatever is asked of me to do because I just want to serve you and honor you with my life. Guys, I, I want this so bad for our church and for each other that when we start to get to this place in our heart, uh, our lives are going to change. I mean that. I'm going to go into this last slide, this last couple slides here. Guys, we were positioned to witness. And this is what I've been talking about this whole time because I wanted to kind of scale back. You talk about unity, you talk about the, the church coming together as a whole. But, um, you know, when we accepted him and we, we've been made one, you know, we, we've also, but a part of this is we were called to do one thing, which is to witness. And that can look differently. That's, that's what I'm saying, that this can, this can look differently, but we have to understand the basic to everything that we are doing as believers. And we were positioned to witness. So the, the verse that I have here that really stuck out to me is, is John 17, and this is 20 through 23, and this is the message translation again, I apologize. But, but if, if you guys don't know, this is Jesus' prayer as right before he goes to be crucified. And this, this is so important, I feel, because this is like, you know, this is, this is one of the last things that he's really punching in there to punch home to... I believe to, I want you to take and carry this. This this is significant. This is why this is being said. This is why I'm praying this. And it says, 
I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. So they might be one heart and one mind with us. Then the whole, then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. So they'll be as unified and together as we are. I and them and you and me. Then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved them in the same way that you've loved me. And I have to believe, God, that, guys, that in reading this, and this is Jesus' last prayer that he's giving them as he's going to be crucified, that this is a crucial and very key thing that we must believe and understand that we have to be unified. It requires us to come together to be unified so we can witness to the world for them to get an idea and understand who he really is. And if we can't come in here and do it together, it's going to be really hard when you got how many people are in here? 100 people. And it looks crazy because we're not unified and we're just scattering and, and it's looking, they're giving a thousand different it's like one of those uh, one of those little reels the kids make with music to it. It's like a thousand pictures in like thirty seconds. You're like, holy cow! Like what all just like how did that? But this, but this is for real as a church. And my my heart and belief in this is that as we come in here and we start to grasp the understanding that it's meant for us to be a witness to the world, and it's going to take us unifying to do that on a bigger scale. That's when things are really going to start to change in our community. And that's got to be our hearts, right? So, go to the last slide here. It's important we understand that our unity as believers gives to the world visually what Jesus did spiritually. Our togetherness should draw on believers to want to be a part and feel part of the body. This is my heart, guys. I hope that you receive this today. And I believe this with everything. And if uh, if we could just stand, if everyone could stand with me real quick. I want to do something a little different. Now, if you feel uncomfortable, it's okay. But I'm not asking you to come to the altars for prayer or anything of that nature. I'm asking if we could just, if everyone could start just Flooding forward so we can huddle up. Yeah, so with the, with the kids. Yeah, just start coming up and just get as close as you can. Because we're a, we're a team here. We're a congregation that everyone in here raised their hands and they said, I believe in the Father and I believe what he's called us to do. And I believe that he wants us, guys, to start getting more personal. He wants us to start taking the time. To, yeah, I know, it looks a little weird, right? Look, everyone's like, oh my gosh, COVID's over. Don't try to play the six feet, spreading out. 
Listen. But guys, this is what happens when we huddle up as a team. I, I believe he laid it on my heart to let everybody know, like, listen, you have a position. Like, you have a position. You have a position. You have a position. We're a team, guys, that when we huddle up and we come in, my man's like, nope, it's still COVID time. I'm saying back. <laughs> hey, even from back there, you got a position, bro. But listen, we're a team, guys. And I really want us to start huddling up. I want us to come in here Sunday. I want us to get excited. I want us to start understanding that going into a new year, yes, times are changing, people are changing, all that stuff. But guess what? My God doesn't change. We do. And, and he's calling us to draw us in, to come closer with one another, and to understand it's time to go witness. It's time for you to start coming up, getting healed, and then turning around and wanting to heal somebody else because God has called you to this. He's gave everybody in here something, a gift of some sort. And if you don't believe that yet, that's fine. I want to pray for you. Come find me. Because God wants to start moving your life in a new direction. He wants to take you from off the bench into the game, full steam ahead. And he wants to use you to start radically changing people's lives and showing what this is all about. So I just, uh, I want us to gather in, I want us to say a prayer. We're a team. This This is our church, we're a team. Father, I just thank you so much for today. I thank you, Father, that uh, right now you're, uh, you're bringing us all together as one. You're aligning our hearts, Father, for what you've called us to do. That you have a plan and purpose for our church. And that in this new year, you're drawing us together so then we can, we can fill up and then go outside. And we can explode in a new way and just uh, wreck hearts by witnessing to these other people what you've done in our lives. And that when they see the, the love, the unity, the, that everything that that brings, that's what's going to draw them in to want to know more and want more. That this should be a place that we want to come to. This, this, should be, this should be everything to us because of how good you are and what you've done for us. And we're just so thankful, Father. I ask that you open hearts right now that if anyone is asking for more, Father, that you fill that right now. That you start to overflow their hearts right now, Father, with a better understanding. That you start to give them purpose. You start to give them a passion to not want to just receive, but start to release. And uh, I'm just so thankful for today and this team and everybody here, Father. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't move. Assess praying. When you get into the huddle, if you've been in a huddle, what do you do? Right? You put you put your arm, you put your hand on the on, on the person next to you in the huddle. I want you to do that. I want you right now. Don't be weird. Don't be weird about it. Don't touch anybody inappropriately. But I want to huddle up. I want to huddle up. See, in the in the huddle. In the huddle, there, there, there's, no, there's nobody that's, that's different. In the huddle, everybody gets the same instruction. In the huddle, everybody has the same goal, the same purpose, the same desire. 
So here's what I want you to do. As you're laying hands, I want you to start to pray for the person next to you. I want you to start declaring on that person, you're important. You have a job. God's going to use you. God has a plan for you. Start saying it right now. Start saying it about the person next to you. God loves you. You're a part of this body. Jesus paid the price so that you could play this part. You are an important part of this body. This body doesn't function without you on the field. In this game, there's no limitations to the number of people on the field. It's not limited to 11. It's not limited to 12. We need you. God needs you. Your family needs you. This city needs you. We can't do what God's called us to do without you. Just declare that over your your partner right now. Jesus, we're one body. We Holy Spirit, you've baptized us into one body. We're all part of the same body. Father, when one part hurts, we all hurt. When one part rejoices, we all rejoice. You pray in the Spirit, begin to pray in the Spirit over the person next to you. Corinthians, it says that the, the that prophecy in the New Testament encourages, prophecy builds up, prophecy comforts. So build people up. Build people up. Give them a give them a say not a smack on the butt. Give them a pat on the back. <laughs> Let them know they're important. Father God, I just thank you so much for this body. Father, I thank you for each person here. Lord, each person is so important. God, that when Jesus died, he didn't die for the pastor. He didn't die for the prophet. He died for the entire world. He died for every sinner, every castaway. He died for every person that's been kicked out and abandoned and, and and, and thrown away and, and the, the one that their parents told him you'll never amount to anything he died for me he died for you and when we accept Jesus the Holy Spirit puts us all into the body and gives us each a job 
And then Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit and sends us out. So Father, right now, we open ourselves to you. We just lay down every, every individual agenda, Lord. God, I just pray for this church. I pray for this body of believers, God, that you would just supernaturally begin to work in each person's life. Lord, we want to change Cumberland for your honor and glory. We want to see people set free. We want you to get the glory. We want you, Jesus, to receive the full reward of what you died for. That, Jesus, your death wasn't in vain. That we're not going to sit on the sidelines and, and just waste that half a pizza. What a good example. We wouldn't accept it at the pizza parlor. Jesus, we're going to share with the world every single pepperoni, every single mushroom, all the double cheese, and release all that you've done and died for in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.